welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is alex olson from clemens real estate welcome alex hey how you doing man Good, Alex. Thank you. A little bit about Alex. As a 1031 exchange real estate agent, Alex helps clients identify and close real estate transactions in the Kansas City market. An expert in assisting buyers and sellers in state and out of state looking for multifamily properties in Kansas City. He's also a real estate investor with investments in prime locations in the Kansas City metro. With that, Alex, would you like to add anything to your background? You know, I, I think that pretty much covers it. I mean, I think that you know, a lot of our real estate investing colleagues, you know, started in something else or maybe are still in something else. And, you know, I'm no different, you know, so I think that aspect of, of life where you're either a full-time investor or a part-time investor is is entirely possible and, you know, something that, that I aspired to do and, and I'm sure others have as well. Cool. So why you selected real estate and multifamily, Alex? Well, you know, the multifamily space was an easy selection for me because, you know, the cliche goes is that everybody needs a place to live and everybody needs, at least when you're first starting out, affordable housing. Most people, you know, are can't afford to to buy a new home or build a home, especially in their 20s and 30s. And and so, you know, with, with that affordability crisis, people are going to go to apartments. And so for me, when I, you know, really kind of dug down into it, that seemed like the safest investment a person could make and so that's why I selected multifamily. Cool. And what challenges you faced during your real estate journey so far and how did you overcome them, Alex? Real estate challenges, you know, to be honest, are a part of, or sorry, uh, investing challenges are a part of real estate. And, you know, it, it's never going to be cut and dry. It's never going to be super easy. I shouldn't say never, you might get lucky, but usually there's a hiccup or two along the way. And a couple of the, the challenges I wanted to highlight is, you know, finding and committing to your first deal is something that a lot of people just can't get over the hump on because you're looking for the perfect deal. And I get it. You want it to be an outstanding investment and you know you really want it to to hit a home run and maybe a home run isn't what you should be shooting for uh you know you should be up there trying to ensure that you're going to make a safe solid investment uh and, and so when i first started out i was you know i wanted uh, the cheapest thing i could with the most number of units and and in the best place possible well that's what everybody wants and so when you're you got to find the fine line of 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 overcoming when to make the investment and if the numbers are close enough pull the trigger you don't there's not a whole lot of people out there that haven't uh, that made you know horrible mistakes in real estate investing in the multifamily space unless they overpaid for something by a lot you might overpay for something a little bit but if it's in a great location it's a great building you know all your your other ancillary things are going to fall into place such as you know your your maintenance is going to be lower your uh, tenant turnover is going to be lower so you got to look at the the intangible aspect of the real estate investment and that's a big challenge i had to come over at the beginning okay cool and thanks for sharing that those are like great points yeah no problem yes you work with buyers agents buyers and you build a system around helping buyers to succeed right so would you like to share more about your system 
Yeah. When I look at the market, you know, when I was investing, I mean, I still am an investor, but before I became an agent, you know, it was like pulling teeth trying to get these real estate agents commercial agents to, to give me the time of day to talk with them. And I actually ended up, you know, hanging my license, my real estate license with Clemens Real Estate and my colleague, Logan Freeman, who's a top real estate broker in Kansas City and a very large syndicator here. You know, he really did a great job working with buyers. He knew what he was doing. And so we kind of combined forces together into creating this buyer's representation success system, also known as the BRSS. And while it's a kind of a long acronym. It's very, very uh, simple. What it does is, you know, you you as a buyer are looking for the best deals in the market. And, you know, me as a broker, I've got some, you know, what I think are the best deals in the market. Well, how do I also connect with you rather than just sending you what's on my list and, and blasting emails? And so every two weeks we do, you know, we provide you market insights specifically to Kansas City and the multifamily space nationally uh, via a video. We have market commentary that highlights a lot of those points from the video. Then we give you access to past appraisals, past closed deals, co-star reports, and other commercial reports that you can only really get from a commercial broker. And, and we package that all up as, you know, basically saying, hey, complete this form, which is maybe a seven to 10 question form, where once you complete that form, you have access to all that stuff. And, you know, then, then we also send out a weekly deal flow email. And if you've got other questions about those deals, feel free to reach out and, and we kind of guide you through the process. We hold your hand. We also help, you know, when, when I was, one of the things with, with buyers, when they're coming into the market, they probably don't have a lender. You know, you probably don't have a property manager. You may not understand the intricacies of, of the insurance market. All those things dramatically impact the deal. So you might be looking for a, a 7% 8% cap rate, but the, the market in most of the places in the Midwest, at least the, the growing communities like Kansas City, you know, you're looking at a six to six and a half base cap rate. But the advantage that we have with this system is we hold your hand, we can get you the best lender. It's going to increase your cash on cash return. We're going to hold your hand and get you the best property manager and the best insurance options. And all those things are going to increase your cash on cash return that, you know, it, it might not be a seven cap or a seven and a half cap, but we're going to turn it into that with all the benefits of, you know, the connections we have and, and those kind of things. And I think buyers, you know, find great value in being able to connect with a broker on, on that kind of detailed level. Yes. Yeah. So many great points and yeah, definitely buyers need those kind of support when they try to enter into new market and the deals you're mentioning, those are like off market deals or like on market deals. So we typically feature most of those deals. I would say like right now, for example, I think all 10 of the my top 10 are all off market, but we help buyers with the on-market stuff too. And the reason that is, is because, you know, I live and breathe this market and a buyer might know a broker or two and, and have, you know, may, maybe they have access, uh, of course, to LoopNet and some other brokers, but, you know, they may not know all the details of that sub-market. And I've transacted in almost every sub-market in the Metro here. Not only that, I also, monitor all of the transactions that are happening. And so I I really hone in on what I think are good deals. So the broker may, might have a deal that, that looks good, but chances are I've seen that deal and I've probably had clients put offers in on that deal before it even came to market. And so I know maybe even more than what the, <laughs> what the listing broker knows about it, which translates into me, you know, just trying to add value to uh, to a buyer coming, coming and, and wanting to look at it. You know, you may not buy with me, which is no 
big deal. I'm, my hope is, is that, you know, I can just help you and provide insight into what you're looking for. And, and maybe I've seen the deal before and, and can give you my two cents on it. And, uh, you know, at some point you'll come back to me and, and want to buy something else, hopefully. Cool. And what kind of questions buyers should ask on how to build a long lasting relationship with top brokers in that market? Yeah, the uh, that's a great question. You know, when when you're coming into a market like Kansas City or you know Austin or something like that, or any any really any town in Dallas or Tucson, you know, there's a lot of different brokers out there that are so busy with their past clients. It's like how do you how do you break into a market? And the easiest and best way to break into a market is take the effort on your side as a buyer, go out and get some kind of pre-approval from a national or local bank if you don't have one. I actually can help you find one in in my market, but go out and find that. Also, make sure that you are willing and and ready to understand the market. Uh, Those are the key points. You know, a lot of investors come in thinking that they know the market and they probably know, you know, the generalities of it. But the broker in the market, you know, is transacting, you know, all day long, every day. And so they they know the details of it. And so just when you come into a market, you know, say, hey, look, I really want to work with you, Mr. Broker or Mrs. Broker. I have a pre-approval letter. My purchase price is in this range, but I'm open to other options. Please, you know, how can I get into this market? And that really shows a broker that you as a buyer are prepared and not just a tire kicker and a time waster. Awesome. Yeah. So you are also an investor and what strategies you're implementing to find great investing opportunities in that market? Yeah, the as an investor, I am always looking for quality deals. I'm a location-based investor, so my rules are pretty strict around how many blocks away from a specific attraction, I'll call it, something is, because I'm I'm never going to, I say this, I'm never going to sell. So in 10, 20, 30 years, 50 years, when I'm you know 80 years old or whatever it is, 90 years old, and my kids and grandkids may still have this property, is it going to be, uh, you know, is there high likelihood that that property is going to be in a great location. And so that's always number one. And then number two is, you know, really kind of understanding the opportunity. You know, Sam Zell always said in his investment opportunities, who's a multi-billion dollar, you know, investor, he always said that he never looked for ways to not do deals. He always looked for ways to do deals. And even though I haven't, you know, personally purchased a ton of deals, every deal I walk into, I look at how can I make this work for me? And then if there's a way to make this, make this work for me? Is there a way for this to work for the seller? And that way you come into that negotiation and that project with an attitude of, you know how it can work for you and and maybe work for the seller and you'll have a a lot higher success rate than, you know, trying to beat somebody over the head on price or something related to, to that. Cool. Yeah. So how are you helping 1031 clients in finding great cash flowing deals and what are the common challenges with the 1031 deals, Alex? Yeah, so that gets a lot back to the buyer's representation success system. And what that does, it's great for all types of buyers, but it also really, really helps 1031 exchange buyers because as you may or may not know, a 1031 exchange is under a, a very strict you know, deadline. You've got 45 days from your closing date of your first property to identify up to, and maybe even more, uh, but mostly, you know, up to three properties. And so you only have 45 days to do 
that. And as a, you know, market watcher, so I'm watching this, you know, Kansas City market like a hawk. I know all the deals that are out there and I know how deals come and go. And so, you know, if you're a 1031 exchange buyer, what I do is, you know, obviously we have our calls, you're on our email list, you can see past appraisals, but I really hone in on exactly what you're needing, you know, from an investment standpoint. And then we continue to dive into what's available. How can we turn this, you know, 6% cap rate or five and a half percent cap rate property into a seven and a quarter, seven and a half percent deal. And so we look and tear apart every single deal that's available off market and on market and keep doing that. I think that's the the key to helping 1031 buyers is is just keep trying to help them find what they need because that deadline's looming and it's very stressful. And so again, you know, we help find the right property management fit, the correct bank that we know is going to get the deal done because unlike a, a buyer who's maybe not under a 1031 exchange deadline, if the the deal falls through for that buyer, it's not that big a deal. Maybe they they're out a couple thousand because of inspections and appraisals. But if the deal falls through for a 1031 buyer, that could be you know several hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even a million dollars of tax consequence. And so you've got to have a lender that's going to be able to close that deal. And we provide all that service and, and really kind of hold hold the hand of the client to uh, to get it across the finish line and, and into a really good uh, cash flowing market like Kansas City. Awesome. And thanks for sharing that. So would you share any of your best and worst real estate experiences so far? Yeah, my worst real estate experiences, uh, investing experience was, you know, the Airbnb market uh, and the travel market was super hot. Uh, as we all know, 17, 18, you know, 2019, even the beginning of 2020 looked, you know, like decent. And then you have the the cruise line hit with COVID-19 virus, and then the whole thing falls apart and we have a pandemic on our hands. And I'd invested heavily in four different Airbnb houses, large houses, not condos or apartments or single family or uh, small homes, but large houses, because that's where the money was made in the Airbnb world. And so not only did I buy the houses, I also had to buy all the furniture that went in the house. And so I lost quite a bit of money on that investment. And I ended up selling two of them and turning one into a long-term rental. And I did keep one as Airbnb rental. And I think that taught me to be more diversified than than I was. And it also taught me that maybe you know going out after a specific location was not as important as I once thought. I mean, yes, I'm still a location person, but instead of being maybe two blocks from a major attraction, maybe it's okay to, to spend a little bit less money on a multifamily project that's maybe six blocks or 10 blocks away from a, a major investment. And so that was a hard pill to swallow. But, you know, we in real estate, you're going to make probably a lot of mistakes, but making sure that I learn and minimize those mistakes is what keeps me moving forward. So true. I agree with those points. So what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now, Alex? Well, the, my current focus, you know, is helping a lot of buyers in the investment world of Kansas City, which I really enjoy doing. But also from the investing standpoint, you know, looking at these properties that are what I always call near turnkey um, that might just need a facelift on maybe one or two units, maybe three units out of a 10 complex because your your time to stabilization is relatively low. Uh, so that's, that's a big opportunity out there. Everybody wants value add. But, but what about the near turnkey stuff where you've got, you you know, it's in a great location or a good enough location and, and maybe has some some or most of the, the prop, the uh, units have been rehabbed and you just have a few left to do. 
you're going to pay a little bit more for them, but it's going to be a lot less stressful and it's also going to cash flow sooner. So that's something I'm excited about. There's there's some good product out there like that right now. And just the market in general, of course, everybody's looking forward to 2021. 2020 has been a rough year for a lot of people. And I think just keeping our head up high and, and moving into to 2021 with a renewed level of uh, confidence. And I, I'm excited for the future of, of the real estate world. Awesome. And one advice that impacted you. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, there's been a lot of people that have given me some great advice. And the best advice that has really impacted me is to, it's cliche, but it's just do it. You know, take that step, invest in something, do your research, but make sure you pull the trigger and get it done. You look at all the the big buyers that are out there, all the big syndicators, all the big apartment owners, all those people make a lot of decisions to to move forward with properties. And that's the best piece of advice that I can give. Cool. Yeah. So any one book that impacted your life and what way? The best book that's impacted my life in the real estate world right now is uh, really now and and you know 5 years ago when it came out was, Am I Being Too Subtle by Sam Zell? And his personality resonates more with me than than some of the other ones. And, uh, you know, so that book is is his kind of autobiography of how he went from, you know, being a, a decent to average student, getting his law degree, and then started to manage properties in his college days and, and just kept saying yes instead of saying no and, uh, you know, turned him into a, a multi-billionaire. Awesome. So how are you giving back to community, Alex? Hopefully I'm giving back to the community by providing, uh, you know, some affordable housing to people. You know, most of the projects that I work on are more for blue collar people that, that uh, are in the service industry or, you know, are, you know, they, they might have a four-year degree, but they're just starting out and not having the highest rents on those uh, that a person could push up, I think is important. And, um, you know, I also give back through my church and, and my time with uh, the, the community that they provide. And I think it's important to give back and dedicate some of your resources to to helping others and providing a roof over someone's head is you know at a fair price i think is is uh doesn't go quite far enough but um you know there's always other opportunities to to give back yep agree so how can listeners can connect with you Best and my favorite way is LinkedIn. You'll see me all over LinkedIn. I'm hosting, you know, several times a week, trying to provide some value to different segments of my followers. And that's at Alex Olson, uh, O-L-S-O-N. And uh, I'm in Kansas City and you should be able to find me that way. You can also email me at alex at clemensrealestate.com and uh, look forward to uh, striking up a conversation and see how I can provide some more insight. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, no problem. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.